0: Hello and welcome to some more light-hearted listening.
1: In this season of Swipe Left Swipe Left, we've been bringing you tales from beyond the world of dating.
0: We've been calling on friends, family, listeners and strangers, asking them to share their embarrassing true stories.
1: We thought it would be a great way for us to pass the long hours of lockdown, and a great way to bring a bit of lightness into what's been a pretty grim year so far. So. Whether you're listening in the middle of madness, or if it's all blown over by the time you hear this,
0: we hope these stories will bring you a little bit of joy to your day.
1: But anyway, on with this week's story. In this one, we hear from a man we're keeping anonymous.
0: And it's about a crazy, beautiful friendship with a guy called SJ.
2: Let's just say he's a wild man, but uh, that's what makes him such a good friend, I should say. It's never boring. So, okay, uh, me and SJ, we met uh, when we were in university. I think it was my second year and his first year. The stories about how we actually met are, are very different. He says it was some sort of like, I oh, wait, I don't know if I can legally say this. <laughs> he, said, he said it was some sort of drug deal, but I was never a drug dealer, so I don't know where that came from. And I said it was some sort of uh, nightclub. After our first year of like hanging out and being friends, we decided to move in together. And you know, it's one thing to be friends and see each other maybe once a week. And then all of a sudden you move into a really small apartment and you start to realize who you've moved in with. To describe him best, he's a genius, but you know, being a genius, you lose something along the way. And with SJ, it was his sanity. (laughs) So, I mean, to give you some examples, he used to sleep with a, a hairdryer on at night and no one knew why, right? It was like a crazy night out and I was hanging out with a friend. It must've been like four or five in the morning. I was like, "Oh, all right, let's go downstairs and get some beers. And I came down into like the hallway and it was full of smoke. And I was like, oh shit, what is this? And I heard this hairdryer going, oh fuck. I burst open the door and his bed's on fire. He's asleep in a sleeping bag on the mattress and the whole room is engulfed with smoke. So I run over and I open up the window. Wake up, wake up. He's upset to be awake at this point, so he's just like, "Get out of my room. This is what are you doing?" And I was like, "Get out of the fucking bed, man. It's on fire." And so like I pull him out. And then he was just like, it is just a little bit of smoke and went back to sleep like nothing had happened. I guess the story that we're gonna talk about though is when we went to the pool. I went and I met him by the entrance to the pool was you exit the, the changing room. And, and I, I actually wasn't expecting this. But as he came out, he was in these extremely tight spandex shorts. Not exactly a speedo, it's like something that hugs around your entire leg, just kind of cups the family jewels all so nicely. And had, I just had this kind of like shocked look on my face and I was like, what, what is that? And he was like, oh, you know, it's for the for speed aerodynamics, you know, like he's preparing for the Olympics. He also has like a bit of a showboat mentality, so if he sees something that kind of just like sparks his interest, he gets fixated on it and he just goes for it. And one of the people, I should say, that he got fixated on was this girl that looked exactly like our old roommate. He actually used to call her the cookie. (laughs) We were swimming in the water and we hadn't seen cookie or daisy forever and so we're like oh my gosh, she hasn't noticed that let's surprise her so (laughs) we waited till she was coming back towards us and then we kind of went against the flow of traffic and dove deep down to the pool and when we got deep down it was like imagine like a seal okay and a seal's just skimming the top of the surface and then a great white comes up from underneath it and tries to like pinch its teeth around it well I got down to the bottom, and I could see that the potential seal actually wasn't Daisy, so I took a seat back, but I realized at this point SJ hadn't clocked it and hadn't realized that this actually wasn't Daisy, so he just went full force at her and grabbed a hold of this woman <laughs> and she starts screaming and flailing her arms and and, and I'm underwater, just blowing bubbles just laughing and I resurface and all I see is SJ kind of lift his goggles off his head and take a look at the woman and go, oh my God. And just laughs as loud as he could right in this poor woman's face and then just swims away like nothing had happened. I remember that year we kind of got into going to the pool together quite a bit. So it was always the same thing of, like, him swimming laps and, like, me just kind of dicking around. There was some sort of swimming class going on. It was, like, for kids. And when I say kids, I mean, like, I think the oldest member of the class was about 12. They were practicing dives off the different levels of the boards. And obviously because they were so young, the little kids were on, like, the one that's, like, maybe a foot off the water. And the second one was maybe, like, three meters high and so a lot of the intermediate kids I guess were going and doing that and SJ saw this and was like oh bro I want to I want to jump off the top one and I was like I don't know man that's pretty high bro it's, it's gonna be crazy it's gonna be lots of fun I just remember watching him I was I was standing at the side I mean, honestly, the way he does things, he does them with such confidence. Cause he's in this like super tight speedo and he's got these like slick speed racing goggles on. It almost looked like, you know, when like the astronauts are like leading off to the launch pad and climbing up into the rocket. Roger, P twenty two, landmark ID, Lem. There's like this air of like you know professionalism about them, just exuding confidence. He tackled it just like, yes, this is me, this is my mission, I'm going for it. He jumps off. I think the proper technique is to keep your legs together. He was like originally like a solid pencil, but like as he got closer to the water, his legs started to divide like a splitting of an arrow. And all of a sudden he just hit the water with like full impact. I'm talking, this is what, 10 meters the high dive? But he hit the water and he comes up and he's like, whoa, oh, oh, I just got a uh, uh, rectal enema." What? And he started like screaming about like how, how all the water's just gone off his ass and he's just been washed out. And, uh, meanwhile, this is in the middle of a kid's class. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Honestly, I don't think the kids even knew what was going on. I think the coaches and, like, the lifeguards on the side were more surprised than anything. They are like, oh, my God, you can't say this. He just kind of came off to the side, complained a shit tonne. We got changed and we had to go home. It was, that was the end of the day, you know, it was the, no more.
1: I didn't know that that could happen to you when you're swimming. Thank God I'm too scared to go up the 10 meter diving board because it would not end well for me.
0: I don't think that's the thing most people know. And I think that's also one of the reasons why people don't do it.
1: He said all the water went up. I wonder if it came back down, who knows?
0: No, I think that's the reason there's chlorine in public swimming pools. <laughs> Because I don't think you would have held it in.
1: Public swimming pools are a little bit gross, aren't they? It's kind of funny that we've got so many stories on this theme.
0: I think there's a real awkwardness that comes with being really vulnerable and opens you up to these really weird, funny experiences and hopefully really good stories to tell.
1: Thanks for listening to another episode of Swipe Left, Swipe Left.
0: If you're enjoying the season, please tell a friend about us and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It helps people to discover the show.
1: And if you have your own embarrassing true story to share, then don't hesitate to pick up the phone and give us a call. Just plug in the number on the website and don't forget to put in the plus four four. The details of how to do that are on the website, swipe left, swipe left.com. Thank you so much to everyone that sent us a story through our website, our inbox, or through our voicemail service.
0: We love listening to them. In fact, we liked this one so much, we decided to make it a feature of the show.
1: It's a fantastically unromantic relationship origin story. Hi,
3: my name is Monica, and I am a listener of Swipe Left Swipe Left in New Zealand and your stories inspired me to share mine. So here it is. I just came out of a relationship, so I was pretty upset about that. My friend at the time, who I'll call Sam, suggested that I should try dating. And then came Sam's birthday party and a boy called Ben stopped over. But I don't think he remembered me that night because he was pretty trashed, He had a really good impression on me in the midst of all that. Afterwards, we had opportunities to kind of hang out here and there, nothing too serious. And then my friend Sam suggested we have a small gathering at her flat and then invited two of his friends. The day before, my two girlfriends and I we are going to drive up to Christchurch, which is about 500 kilometres away up north, because we were going to drive there and catch a flight. And we were going to go away for the weekend. So I, being the mature one, said I won't drink and I'll just stay sober so that I can drive early the next day as we planned. Um, But everyone else was drinking (laughs) wildly. (laughs) And I thought this night would be a good opportunity for me to get to know Ben a bit more. Ben was drinking a lot. I grew up pretty conservative. Didn't really come across drunk people much. Yeah, needless to say, he got pretty wasted. (laughs) And that's when I took the hint that I should probably take him home. So I, like, tucked him in. He sounds like he's about to fall asleep. I'm like, oh, good. And then suddenly he turns around towards me and he vomits on me. And then he gets up, like, walks out of his room. He goes to the room next door and then he starts... Pissing on his flatmate's bed. And then at this point, I drive to my friend's, one of my girlfriend's house. And I sleep there for a couple of hours. And so at that point, I'm like, I should probably check on Ben. I knock on the door. Uh, One of his flatmates answered. And I said, hey, is Ben in? They're like, yep, he's crashed. Can I go see him? And he's lying down in the bed that he peed in. Ben wasn't looking for a relationship at the time I met him, but apparently he just felt so awful for what he did to me um, that he felt obliged to hang out with me and reply to my texts and so forth that because we hung out so much more after that, he started to have feelings for me. And then we started dating not long after that. We had a really good relationship, even though it ended. So I... Wouldn't take it back. Not <laughs> do it again.